Welcome to the podcast. My name is Toby Zapier and I'm your host. And I'm your host, Susan Zapier. And this is What God Has Done. Where miracles unleash faith. Welcome to What God Has Done. I'm here with two of my favorite friends. Um, I've got Hannah on the potty today and I've got Mal and I'm so excited to be introducing them and doing this podcast together with them. We go back a long way back, a couple of years. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And we want to jump straight into it. This is a girls chat, girls chat number two. Yes. So tune on in, have a listen and comment below. Oh, that's gay. Yeah. Yeah, I'll get the. Yeah, the gals. I'll get the DJ going. Oh, yeah. Let's go. I just have to say memory. Yeah. When we first started all hanging out, I remember being at dinner on, I think we all went out after, it was like after a Bible college dinner, we went out, we went out to Ligon Street for coffee. It was like a big group of us. And Susan, you started talking to these random people at the other table and you were like, "Mm, can I try some of that cake of yours? (laughs) You're like eating cake off a stranger's plate. She was a ballsy girl, that one. I remember that. Yeah. I, remember. I was like, yeah. ooh, that cake looks really yeah. nice. I was like, what is that cake? You're yeah. so funny. And you changed I order it with one of the guys that yeah, was there. Yeah, yeah. And you had like a fluffy coat. So he was yeah. walking around like he was, he was walking like around some sort of gangster. No. <laughs> I just remember being on. like, why would I order a big mm. slice of cake if I don't like it? I really want to try it. And they let me try the cake. They actually yeah, let they they did. Did. Yeah, they did. They did let me eat off their plate. I don't know if I'd do that. I mean, mm. the Jesus within me would be like, just give them the whole piece. Mm. It's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we go yeah. way back. So when did we meet? It's like 2019. Yeah, just before the Rona came through. Yeah. Yeah, wow. Mm. The start mm. of 2019. Yeah. Yeah. Or well, the end of 2018. Oh. Uh, oh. No, we started. When did you start coming to church? I started going to Freedom Centre. You know what? I think it was the end of 2017 or the start of 2018. Really? Yeah. Mm. I started going October 2017. So it would have been like just after. It was the same year. Wow. Okay, wow. But I was was in and out. Like Mm. I was – I'd be there for the service. As soon as the service finished, I would like run out the doors. You'd out. Yeah. I was was, was one of those (laughs) – I don't know, like, you know, as a newcomer, mm. it can be really overwhelming, I guess, the community aspect of church. Yeah. Even though you really want to be part of the community, you're just like, oh, I just. People, run. I'm not ready for that yet. So yeah. you run out of the door. There's usually someone at the door being like, See we want to love like, you. <laughs> yeah. So I was like that for about eight months of coming. Mm. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I was a runner. That's so mm. crazy. And then, yeah, started really like serving on mm. team. And that's where I met you, Mel. Yeah. I remember that, serving on the coffee cart. Little baristas. Yeah. yeah I remember being on the till and it was a really fast-paced yeah. environment. Yeah. Mm. It, was, it, was it was very stressful back then. <laughs> it was. was. Everyone was running around like headless chickens. Yeah. <laughs> The soy yeah. jug, the almond milk jug, this yeah. jug. Everything's like, oh, like, oh, no. <laughs> and like this tiny confined space. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was great. Yeah. And then we moved in. Like we lived together for how long? A year? We, was it only a year? I mean, for me, so, it yeah. was a year. So, Susan, you moved in like December 2019. 
And then Corona hit in the beginning of 2020. Yeah. 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 So just for some context for the listeners, um, the church had, I guess it wasn't a church property, but there were a bunch of girls from the same church, Freedom Center, Mm. and we lived together. In a house. Yeah, there was four of us at a time. Yeah. 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 It's a lot of fun. We just called it the girls' house. Yeah. (laughs) It was a lovely. Yeah, super creative. Mm. (laughs) But it was really nice because we got to talk about Jesus. Mm. Obviously, we share the same faith. We go to the same church. So we get to discuss what we learn at church. We get to pray together, Mm. worship the Lord together, eat together. Although Mm. I wasn't there for a lot of time because I was working night shifts. I'm like, you're saying all these things. I'm like, I don't remember you being there for that. (laughs) But I guess, yeah, yeah, it did happen. Mm, Definitely. Whether I was there or not. Yeah, Yeah. it did. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was a beautiful time. I love that we could just go into each other's rooms and just chat. There's always someone to talk to. We never really wanted our own space. No. No, it was like having like three extra sisters. Yeah, that you really want to spend time with. No, it yeah. was beautiful. So I grew up as an only child. Mm. So like I, I didn't have that. Mm. So then I was a bit nervous going to the girl's house being like, oh, how am I going to respond? Like I went from living alone in a one-bedroom mm. apartment yeah. yeah, to moving into a shared house and I'd never lived in a shared house before. So yeah. I was like, okay, what's this going to be like? Mm. You know, I actually really liked it. I liked it. It was like a sister club. It was lovely. Do, do you know what I mean? Yeah. It was like a sisterhood. The like, cheetah girls. Yeah. <laughs> it was wonderful. It was really lovely. It was just nice to like pray together, cry together. Yeah. Like mm. go through life together. Yeah. Yeah. Especially no. in your early 20s. It's such a such an interesting time of mm. like figuring out who you are. And yeah. like having that sisterhood and having that, like those Christ-like friendships is just like fundamental for me. Like yeah. I loved it. I loved it. It was, it was beautiful. beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. I remember this one time very distinctively when Hannah (laughs) came into my room and I think I was half asleep, I think either after a night shift or preparing for a nap before a night shift and you came in my room and you're like, Susan, the Lord showed me your husband tonight. (laughs) (laughs) Out on Hardware Lane in Melbourne for dinner and then, yeah, met met Toby. Yeah. yeah, and then I ran home. Well, I didn't run home, drove home. Not on Susan's <laughs> door. Run. Like, Susan, I met your husband tonight, like, seven months later. And I was just like, You sure, literally got married. Yeah. yeah. A man on the street. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a Bible college student. <laughs> um, excuse me. <laughs> yeah, for the listeners, um, if you want a husband, just become friends with Hannah and she'll get you one. That's right. <laughs> she found mine too. You're both welcome. Oh, yes. Yeah. Wait, mm. I don't, tell me about that. Yeah, so how did that happen? Do you did wanna, you prophesy Mel's husband as well? No, Jordan, Jordan no. has fam- been family friend of mine for like a very long time, and then yeah, yeah Jordan and I started talking. Jordan started coming to church, and then and then yeah. I was like, oh, I have a little, I have a little crush, and she's like, let me figure this out. For so you. I bought Scotch fillet steaks. I invite <laughs> everyone over for lunch. Yeah, a little setup. Yeah, yeah. He had no idea. But Han invited his sister Tasia over yeah. as well. And she's just like, oh my gosh, this guy's so stupid. Like, obviously, she knew what she was knew. going on. Yeah, yeah. Girls are switched on. And here I am, like, sitting next to him, like, reaching over for the potato gems. Like, yes, I love potato gems, obviously, but like, not that much that I'm like, oh, I want some more. And oh, I want some more. Like, reaching over him. Yeah, yeah. He didn't get it. The subtle hints that us ladies do. Yeah. And the guys are just, just oblivious. straight yeah. over his head. <laughs> so you're both welcome. Yeah, we're grateful Thank for you. Thank you, Hannah. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> what have they done for me? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm joking. These women have done both a lot for me. What have I done? No. <laughs> no. 
what haven't I done? No, <laughs> these two have gone above and beyond for me. You know, you I guys just, are very close, very special friends yeah, to me. We're yeah. sisters. Yeah. Yeah. I think we've really grown each other in the Lord. Mm. Yeah. I mean, we're all married now and it's crazy to even think that. I know. Like we're in the house, all, we're single, like all single ladies. Girls, yes. Yeah. And, and now we're all married. Yes. To men that love the Lord. Yeah. And we love the Lord. It's mm. so good. And I feel like we've done so much in our own, so much for each other. Yeah, absolutely. Our journey of mm. developing a deeper relationship yeah. with Jesus, right? Amen. Yeah. So good. Because it doesn't just stop at mm. baptism. Like you don't just get baptized and then you're like, oh, life's great. Like it's no, it's you, a journey. That's where you begin your relationship with Jesus. Yeah. Most of the time. Yeah. People begin at baptism. And then it's like a relationship that you have to keep yeah. fueling and keep um, persevering at mm. and putting in the time. Yeah. Just like any relationship, just like our relationship as friends, mm. just like marriages, like you really need to mm. invest time in your relationship with Jesus. And I feel like both of you have really blessed me in oh. watching your journeys yeah. and your, yeah. words, your words of encouragement through, you know, my journey with Jesus. Yeah. Like Hannah, I remember, <clears throat> like I get wild ideas and the Lord speaks to me sometimes in wild ways. And I remember like the Lord giving me this vision of this man with no arm. Do you remember that? <laughs> and I spoke about it briefly on another podcast, mm. but I didn't give the full story. Yeah. Um, and I know a lot of the, like some of the listeners out there are like, oh, was that from God or was that your in your imagination? No, it was definitely from God. Yeah, And I think you, when you spend time with Jesus and you spend time with God, you know his voice. Mm. Just when somebody calls so you, good. I think Mel, did you talk about this on camp or maybe Jordan talked mm. about it? When somebody calls you, you recognize their voice yeah. over yeah. the phone yeah. and you're like, oh, that's mm. Hannah or that's Mel because I've spoken to them before. You've invested in the relationship. Yeah, exactly. So I know what they sound like and yeah. I know how they talk like. Yeah. Or maybe even a text message, you know how that person texts. Yeah. So when, mm. when you get a text message from that number and it's not. It doesn't sound, it's not the tone. It's, or the it's not the tone. They use. Yes. Yeah. Or even the punctuation or Re the emojis. Yeah, exactly right. Like my, um, my, my Gmail's real tech tech savvy and she her Facebook account got hacked the other day and I got a message from this like hacked account and like straight away I was like oh this is not real because no. yeah that like that tone and the emojis that were used in it like it's just like that her. person doesn't talk like that yeah mm. yeah it's the same with God when God speaks we know how he yeah, speaks because we have that relate we know what yeah. emojis he uses you know yeah. <laughs> like, yeah and the way that he communicates with us mm. as well like can be like the way that he speaks to me can be different yeah. to the way he speaks to you and speaks to yeah. me. Yeah. 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 You're an absolute bullet, Susan. So your vision oh, of <laughs> a man with no arm. <laughs> well, we, well, I thought we found the man. We're at high point and we're evangelizing. And I was like, there's a man in the t-shirt. You're we're missing up. He had an orange t-shirt and what he's missing an arm. red or something. And yeah. then. We walked up to him and I was like, Hannah, that's him. And I love Hannah's faith. Hannah was just like, yeah, we're going to go. Yep, let's go. She's and, like. And his arm's going to grow back. Like, yeah. Yes. She, she was just like, I loved that. I was like, oh, my gosh, with this All faith. Blazing. Yeah, I was like, okay, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> and we prayed with him and he was so receiving. He, yeah. He really was. Mm. I mean, for someone in that position to have two young girls being like. I would have been like, rack off. My arm's not going to grow back. But he was like, yeah, pray for me, please. Yeah. yeah he was really it was eager. Really, wow. It was beautiful. And, yeah. you know. No, the arm, like the arm yeah. did not grow back physically, mm. but he wanted to know more about Jesus and wanted to understand mm. 
like he, I don't think he heard of Jesus or God in a loving way like yeah. that, that God wanted to help him. Yeah. Mm. So he wanted to know more about God. Mm. That actually achieved something deeper than mm. physical um, growing back. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just, yeah, I remember that. And I look back on that and it might look like it's not a success story, but it is. Yeah. Like you don't know what happened. It is a after. success story because he was, he, we left him mm. and he was thinking about the Lord. Yeah. Mm. Like in whatever situation that is like success. Yeah. yeah. No. Yeah. And you don't know what happened to him after either. Like he could have had some sort of situation where like, I don't know, like he got blessed with like a free prosthetic or something and then like he had an arm or yeah. something. That's you right. You don't know. know. Mm. Like yeah. even, yeah, I can't remember who I told ages ago. And they're like, well, you don't know the next morning if you woke up and his arm actually physically yeah, grew maybe. back. Like you don't yeah. know yeah. how you didn't exchange numbers. How would he even tell you? Yeah. yeah. You know, like you don't know what happened. You don't know if he bumped into someone, got baptized and now he serves the Lord. And he, <laughs> do you like, you, you know, really, no. you don't we know don't anything. Know. No, but what, like is important is like we're going like going swinging back to relationships like yeah. the word the, the word says like iron sharpens iron yeah. and like in Peter it speaks about like the enemy like one thing that someone said to me once which was just astound- astounding was like in Peter it goes like the enemy prowls la- around like a lion looking for someone to devour mm. and like lions they look for the weaker one like not a predator the weaker what are they called um, target prey prey that's prey. not in a pack that's yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yes. So wow. having a pack, like even when Jesus sent out his disciples, he sent them out in twos, yeah. like very rarely did someone go off on their own at all, actually. Yeah. That's really yeah. true. Mm. But also a lion, <clears throat> a lion doesn't naturally hunt. Mm. It's the lioness that hunts. Oh, Cause the lion, really? the lion uses its roar to um, scare mm. away predators mm. and to scare the prey. Yeah. But it's actually the lioness that does the hunting wow. for the lion. Right. So the the lion actually, you know, when we refer to the enemy as a roaring lion, it's more of a term of he can't do anything but try and scare you. Yeah, I remember this yeah, amazing preacher you know I mean? said That's once. Amazing. Yeah. The devil's not actually a lion, he's just a kitty cat with a megaphone. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Kitty cat. Who said that? <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah. So relationship is so important. But like with you girls, I felt like I didn't have to work on relationship with you. With you two, like it was just so um God like it was just like God put both of you in yeah. my life. These relationships with both of you were automatic. Yeah, 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 close immediately. And obviously like I moved um, interstate a couple years ago, but our relationship hasn't stopped yeah. at all. Yeah. yeah, No, it's just our friendships are very beautiful. Like you look at um, King David and um, King Solomon's son. Oh, what was his name? Je- no, what's King Solomon's son? He was, oh, so it was David geez. and he was good friends with King Solomon's son. Oh my God. What was his name? I'm totally blanked. Oh, Jonathan. Jonathan. David and Jonathan. Jonathan. They had a they beautiful, had a beautiful like, bro love yeah. going on. The Friendship. The and that's how I feel about both of you ladies. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah. And that's where, like, when you really know that God sent someone into your life, yeah. like, with you girls, like, every time we speak, like, we pray for each other yeah. and we really encourage each other. Like, yeah. I never have felt, like, hated or judged by you guys. Like, mm. it's just been really wholesome. And like I said, like, it's like a, it is like a sisterhood because, yeah. you know, you, you do grow and like, yeah, you make mistakes and yeah, like we've probably hurt each other, but mm. like at the end of the day, like we're always, you know, 
focusing our eyes on Jesus and then like yeah. recognizing that and moving forward and growing in that as mm. well. And like having those friendships where God's actually sent, like he, he brought us in that house together. Like there is no coincidence. Like he, he gave us that house and he brought each person into that house for a yeah. reason. And he cultivated these friendships and these relationships because he knew that we would need each other oh, down the track. absolutely. Yeah. Well, and they, I just, I yeah. love that. Like, yeah, both of you are so special to me. And like every time Ooh. I speak to you, I always feel like uplifted in my spirit. Mm. So yeah, I'm really grateful. No, it's, it's definitely, yeah, both ways or three ways, you know, mm, like yeah. I feel like we invest in each other. We love each other. We don't judge each other. We do our best. Yeah. And although like Hannah, you're in another state mm. and we're really blessed to have you here in yeah. Melbourne with us. Oh yeah. Even though the weather's, mm, anyway, ignore the weather. It's supposed to be summer, but it feels like winter mm. half yeah. the time. You get back to Brizzy <laughs> and be like, oh my gosh, there's the I'll sun. go back to the yeah. promised land. <laughs> <laughs> Leave Sodom and Gomorrah and go on drinking. <laughs> We do not accept that. No. <laughs> Victoria? No. no. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, it's it doesn't matter. I feel like friendships, when you invest in them and they're yeah. genuine friendships and um, you really put in the time mm. to cultivate that, Yeah, it doesn't matter where it, you are in the world. No. It doesn't matter even if you haven't spoken for a month or so, like you still have that connection yeah. where yeah. it feels like you caught up yesterday. Exactly, mm. yeah. And it's I think like high maintenance. Yeah. It's very low maintenance, like – you know, I know at any point if I if I needed to speak to either of you of anything, like I could just call you, even if we hadn't spoken mm. in weeks. Oh, yeah. absolutely, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We've seen each other through very dark times too, haven't we? Have. We? we have, we yeah. Have. But God's just so, isn't He just so wonderful with who He puts in your life? Yeah, He is. Yeah, He really is. I think with any like young ladies out there in their twenties listening, like if you are looking for a community like this, so you're like where are my two girlfriends or where, where are my friendship groups where I can rely on people like that? I think praying and mm. asking the Lord and just allowing God to naturally put you in an environment where you're going to be with other girls. Yeah. I think there comes with like, it comes with the vulnerability of letting people in mm. as well. Um, I think For coming sure. from a, <clears throat> a background where I was quite reserved and quite hurt in my friendships. I really had to learn how to bring down those walls and be vulnerable with people. Yeah. 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 Cause otherwise you can't really get close to anyone unless you're vulnerable. Mm. Mm. Like you need to talk about the hurts. You need to share mm. and like really. It can't be daisies. and Yeah. You can't just time. pretend you're happy all the time. Like it's actually okay to go through the mountain, but also the valley. Yeah. Mm. Like we always talk about being in the mountain. Yes. Praising God, praising God. Life's everything's good, but it's <laughs> yeah. like, okay, well, when things aren't good, like sometimes praising God looks different. Yeah. It's mm. not like smiling and clapping and jumping around. Sometimes it is like it's mourning such a grief. or yeah. crying or yeah, and actually that, draws you cl- like even yeah. even as like you know we draw closer to God and draw God draws closer mm. to us like even in our friendships as well it's like I've found that like in in the really 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 hard times it's like it's so easy to cut your friends off it's so mm. easy to hide away from them but yeah. the moment you step out and you say hey actually like I really need your prayer I really need your help mm. in this yep. like I'm going through a hard time and like even more so if they understand like what yeah. like if they've gone through something that like you've gone you're starting to go through it really brings such a unity in your friendships as well. Yeah. And like having that vulnerability, like bringing that unity in, is just, yeah, it's really wholesome and amazing. And God, God created us to have 
friends. Mm-hmm. He created mm-hmm. us to have community. So yeah, if, yeah. You, if you're looking for that, like definitely like seek the Lord, like he will place people in your life. Yeah. That will, you know. But also put yourself out there. Like don't be like, oh, no one wants to hang out with me. Or like no one makes, <laughs> like no one makes an effort with me. Go ask that girl out from your work for a cuppa. Like, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't just sit there and Go love someone. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I think yeah. we need yeah. to shake off the whole pandemic mindset of yeah. isolation. Yeah. I think like isolation and fear go hand in hand. Yeah. Yeah. And when you isolate yourself, you become fearful mm. and almost like socially fearful of having discussions and meeting new people. Mm. And then it's like, well, actually, no, let's not isolate ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. God doesn't call us to be alone. Yeah. God wants to be with us. Yeah. So we already have company because yeah. we're with him. And then God yeah. wants us to be with yeah, other people. Absolutely. And also like stop thinking about yourself and what someone can do for you yes. like oh they didn't yes. listen to me no why didn't you listen to them why didn't you <laughs> yes. like yeah, yeah. That. that's what I've learned a lot of is stop thinking about yourself yeah we live yeah. in a yeah. very like me 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 absolutely culture. like what yeah. can this friendship bring me yeah like, yeah I love how that you've brought that up I really yeah, <laughs> yeah. it is so true you really have to humble yourself yeah, yeah. and like you don't know what's going on in that other girl's mm, life. Like, yeah. yeah, okay, she didn't ask you if you were okay the yeah. other day when yeah. you look sad. Like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> maybe she's maybe her mind is elsewhere. Yeah. But like if you approach her and you say, Hey, I'm struggling, can you like pray with me or can you like speak to me or can we go out for a coffee? Like nine times out of ten, she will be like, heck yeah, like let's go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think our mind is our worst enemy. Like we look at mm. scripture, scripture talks, will shows us the grace of God. Mm. And yep. that's the grace that we need to embody in our friendships. But then it also tells us how to love. Mm. And it says that love always assumes the best. Yeah. Yes. But in our humanity, our minds always go to the worst. Of course. Mm. Case scenario, almost mm. to like prepare our emotions. Mm. Well, I find that for myself. And I yeah. almost need to be like, no, instead of thinking of the worst of this person, of why they haven't done that, expectation I have on them why don't I actually think the best of them and give them that grace because yeah. God gave me so that grace good. and yeah. actually call them to greater or mm, voice my expectation wow. do you know like I feel like yeah. as people like there's a lot of like internal dialogue mm. oh yeah and then we yeah. don't actually like communicate that with a person that's so true this, yeah. yeah the expectations wow. are real yeah <laughs> And like it's okay to have expectations. Yeah. Oh, of course. But like, yeah. don't, you have to make sure they're realistic for one. They're called boundaries. Like, yeah, exactly yeah. right. And that's something yeah that I've learned a lot about recently mm. is is having those boundaries and like you know you, when I say vulnerability, it doesn't mean you have to tell them everything about mm. everything in your life. Like there are areas of your life that you can you know yeah. you that's for you and God and you know you and your spouse and mm. those sorts of things. But on the other hand of it is like, yeah, having that vulnerability, but yeah, having those boundaries as well. Cause you don't want to like mm. the first friend that comes along, you open your heart up completely and then they just like tear it up and yeah. spit it out. Like, yeah, there, yeah. there is um, wisdom in it as well. I think mm. Mm. it's a balance of guarding your heart. Yeah. Yeah. But then sometimes like the Lord, like when you have these friends, like prunes, like it says, like, yeah, he's a vine, we're the branches. And sometimes like we get pruned and like you see like a friendship start to like wither and fade away. You're like, what happened? What happened? But like, that's like the Lord going, oh no. No, that's not for you. Like it's time to move on now. Like I've got bigger and better things for you and I've got things for them as well. Yeah. Yeah. But this one, like I don't, yeah, this is lifelong. I, I know Mm -hmm. it. Um, like. Obviously, well, you girls know, but I'll share. I got married like two or three years ago. Yeah, very quick marriage and was only married for six months. And then 
um, found out that my husband had been cheating on me with like prostitutes and some chick from his work and was like hiding money and was like drinking a lot and like things turned very fiery, very abusive, but you girls were, and I saw a lot of people that I thought would stick by me, just like jump off. Like they didn't know what to do mm. with me. Cause it was like an like a shameful and an embarrassing thing to happen. Mm. But then I saw like who the Lord and who I didn't think at all, like really highlighted to me and were there for me as well. And that was definitely you two girls mm. were there too. Like Susan, you were there when like when um, my ex-husband actually physically like left me, like took all his stuff and, yeah. and, and left the house mm. or Mel, you came around as well plenty of times too. So like they're the people that you need and it's not the people just to like be there to cheer you up it's the people that will actually like grieve and mourn with you and believe what you have to say in your emotions yeah as well yeah yeah isn't it yeah yeah it's actually it's it's amazing to see the person you are today Hannah oh yeah and everything you've gone through and honestly God has just like it's like the gold that gets refined and comes out and shines brightly. It's yeah. like God's God's doing a refining in you and you're already shining. And yes, like all of us have been through tough times mm. and it's, it was such an honour for mm. me and I'm sure it was for Mel oh, too absolutely. to be there for you. It was really hard. It's hard to see someone you love getting oh, treated poorly mm. and but you didn't need us to say anything. When, when, I, when I was praying for you in that moment, I, I heard from the Holy Spirit just saying, just be there and love her. Yeah. Because that's all she needs. She doesn't need mm. you to speak. She doesn't need your advice. Yeah. She just needs you there. Mm. He said the same thing to me. Yeah. And like, yeah, seeing you, oh, I'm not going to cry. <laughs> seeing you like where you are now and like how God's transformed your life. Mm. And like we had, we were, we were blessed to have dinner with Hannah and her husband last night. and it was- My new one. <laughs> My beautiful, beautiful <laughs> man, is isn't honestly he? Honestly, a miracle, isn't he? A miracle. He is everything you deserve. Like yeah. it is just, I'm so happy for you. I'm mm. so happy for you. And seeing seeing your faith, like it's just so bold. You've always been bold, but like seeing you now, after everything you've been through, are, you're just amazing. You honestly are amazing, and I'm I'm so grateful to the Lord that He has stuck by you and that He really carried you through that time even when you didn't feel like it like he was definitely with you in that no amen I think like the Lord reveals himself through people and that was definitely you two girls but also like you don't need people or your friends to have the answers all the time either it's just like the sitting in the morning and the crying with you which you both did with me Mm. yeah that's what's important and that's what you both did for me yeah Mm. yeah it reminds me of that scripture in Matthew where it says that the Lord mourns with us. Yeah. yeah. Blessed are those who mourn. Yeah. Yeah. The ones who mourn. Because it's, yeah, yeah, it's, I mean, look, I've been through heartbreak. Mm. I've been through tough times oh, as well. Yeah, and it's like, absolutely. you know, I, I had a loss um, early on in my relationship with Toby. Mm. We actually lost a baby in mm. that topic pregnancy. Mm. And you both were there for me during that as well. And it's that. Yeah, it's awful. It's, it's a different type of mourning, right? But it's still mourning. It's still, yeah. Whether it's a loss, it's a, a divorce mm. or a loss of a husband in an in aspect of a divorce or a loss of a baby, it's it's that grief. Mm. Yeah. And you, if you pretend that everything's okay, you're actually not letting yourself process the grief. Mm. Yeah. So at times you need to process that. Mm, and having sure. support and community 
<clears throat> around you to process that grief. Mm. You know, like these are hard topics that we shy away from and we don't want to talk about. We don't yeah. want to talk about divorce. We don't want to talk about mm. losing a baby. We don't want to talk about uh, dep- depression, anxiety, mm. yeah. um, mm. eating disorders, pornography, mm. whatever it might be. We don't want to talk about these things because they're taboo things. Yeah. And as Christians, we yeah. believe that, yes, we should be conquerors and not have to go through those things. but we do go through those things. Mm. We're human as well. Right. Mm. And those things happen, but it's like, how do you get through them? Yeah. And it's with people like in ancient Jewish culture, like they let, like if someone had lost something, they'd let that person mourn at home and they'd actually like the community would get around them and go, okay, we're going to go mourn with them. And they would cry and cry with them. But these visitors would actually put ashes over their head and their face. And that was like a symbol of like um, we look worse than you do. Like that was them like humbling oh, themselves wow. as well. Like just be- like beautiful. That's yeah. how they. That's like getting down low. With yeah. Them. It's yeah. like when you see a homeless person and you yeah. talk to them, you sit down on the floor with them. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. You You're don't like stand over them. stand yeah. up in your Versace like, can I pray outfit. For you? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which is just such a beautiful thing. Like even when, um, was it Jarius whose daughter passed away and he called Jesus over yeah. and Jesus like there was mourners at the house because yeah. the, yeah. the daughter had passed away and Jesus told those mourners to leave. But that yeah. actually, it's like, it's quite a lovely thing that people, I know they paid those people, but came to mourn. Like that's what they did. They, that's how they took care of each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So beautiful friendship community. Like, yeah, so important. And that's, you yeah. know, like we just celebrated Christmas not long yeah. ago. That's what Jesus did. He actually became flesh. Yeah. Yeah. Human like us. Yeah. He didn't need to do that. Mm, He became flesh Mm. and sat with his people, with Gentiles, Jews, the lot, Mm. humbled himself, Mm. washed other people's feet. He like got down very low. Yeah, he did. He did like the lowliest. Yeah. Yeah. Even in his death, in his death, like crucifixion wasn't the only way they killed people, (laughs) you know. That was actually like the worst form of and most humiliating form of killing someone back mm. in the day and like that's what that's what he took on that's what he did and it's oh. just yeah he was the most humble person mm. that has ever lived and just going beyond that like he's on the cross he's saying father forgive them for they do not know and I'm just <laughs> like oh my gosh <laughs> I was mm. like not only are you doing that and going through that for the salvation of them, but you're like, Lord, forgive them like, for they yeah. do not know. Like that, yeah. that is a heart posture that I desire. Yeah, yeah, me too. I desire that heart posture. That's, that's, um, humility, but that's love to another level or measure that I, yeah. <laughs> I you know, you don't really experience that, especially in this culture mm. where everything's about me. It goes mm. back to that. There's like this, yeah. Yeah. um, self worship. Mm. Yeah. Have you noticed that like there's a lot That's of self-worship? Yeah. Yeah. Um, mm. And it can be like normal stuff of like appearance, which I'm not saying there's anything wrong with getting plastic surgery or like enhancing your features or anything like that, but it can start there and then it could be as skewed as like friendships. If that friendship doesn't serve me big cancel. in my life, yeah. it actually – The cancel like, culture. Yeah. yeah, the cancel culture. Well, then I don't need them in my life because – they're not serving me. Yeah. yeah. It's not I don't need them because it's a toxic relationship. Yeah. That's different. That is different. That's a different thing. But yeah. if they don't serve me, I don't need them. Yeah. Like, mm. excuse me, you, oh, no. you, you want to live a life where everybody serves Yeah, but you? Jesus called us to be a peacemaker and he yeah. told us to be a peacemaker in three different ways. He said, um, turn the other cheek if yep. they hit you. 
go the extra mile. If they ask you to do one, go an extra mile. And if they ask for your coat, like give them your jacket off or whatever as well, like give them extra. The shirt off your back. Yeah, yeah. the shirt off your back. Three different ways to actually be a peacemaker, not a... Mm. Wow. Is it interesting? And the cancel culture does not promote <laughs> No, <laughs> no, no. But it's like nav- as a Christian, it's like navigating <clears throat> that, like we're called to love, like love your enemies. And we all do. And I think we've all actually found this in our work walk. We want to love, love, love. But when we get hurt... And then we let that person hurt us again and again and again. It's like, well, like it's balancing, love your enemies, love your neighbors, but also like let's set up boundaries for ourselves. So like we don't continue continuously getting hurt. So it's finding that wisdom and that balance and that, that I'm still navigating. Yeah. Yeah. It's like you don't allow like a relationship or a friendship or something to get to a point where like, there's nothing left of you. Like they're just taking, 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 yep. taking, taking. Like yeah. that's not what we're talking about. What we're talking about is like, you know, if if a friend says something that upsets you, maybe just go talk to them about it rather mm. than deleting them off all your socials. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Blocking their number. Like yeah. you know, yeah. just have a chat around it. Obviously, if you're in a toxic relationship, I think I think the issue is with some Christians, they look at the Bible and it says forgive and it says love. Yeah. So then they think that they have to live a life with no boundaries, but they just love and forgive everybody. Yep. doesn't matter what they do mm. to them because they did horrible things to Jesus and Jesus did yeah. love and forgave them. Well, in a way, yes, Jesus did love and forgive them, but God gave humanity a decision, mm. free will, to choose yeah. Jesus or not for mm-hmm. salvation. Mm-hmm. It's not like Jesus died and automatically the whole world is saved. No. No. If you don't have Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you're not saved. Yeah. That that's just the truth, right? There's a choice there. Mm-hmm. And I think it's the same with um loving people and forgiving people. If that person keeps hurting you and hurting you and hurting you, you still love them, forgive them, as in you don't hold on unforgiveness or bitterness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you don't have to position yourself in that same position for them to continue hurting you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's so good. Yeah. Like, like when, having yeah. that boundary is actually <laughs> biblical because They've got free will. Mm. Yeah. So if they're not choosing to change and they're not choosing to invest in that relationship, yeah, then it's not worthy of your relationship. The same with God. If you don't yeah. invest in God, then you're not going to mm. hear from God. No, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. If you don't accept Jesus, then you're not going to be saved. Mm. Like it's, it's it's all a choice. Yeah. It's all a choice. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, also like it says in scripture as well that our temples are a bo- like uh, our bodies are a temple of the Holy Spirit. And that's actually something that we need. Like we would protect a physical temple of the Lord. We'd make yeah. sure that's not vandalized or no one's littered in that and whatnot. But we actually need to do the same for our own bodies as well. And you can do that selflessly as well. Like um, I remember when um, when things were very bad in like my past relationship and I was like physically being hurt and whatnot and like just really messed up in the mind. Um someone spoke to me and I was, but I was committed to like making this marriage work. So I'm like, no, God can do anything. God loves this man. God can do a miracle in this man's life, which is absolutely true. Yeah. Um, but, and like, um, I was told by when we confronted like pastors about what was happening in their marriage, they grabbed him and called him like a holy man of God. And God's got a good plan for this man's life, even though they had known what was going on. And so that stuck in my head, like, yeah, no, this is fine. I can make this relationship work. But it wasn't until like later on, someone goes, do you really think God wants his daughter being treated like this. And that Mm. was like a huge light bulb. Like, Oh no. Yeah. Like that, like we do need to have boundaries with people. Mm. So what does that look like for both of you to protect, like selflessly protect yourself? Yeah. 
And like forgiving someone doesn't mean groveling no. either. Like, yeah. you know, I've had like friendships in the past and stuff and like God's decided to be like, okay, that like enough mm. is enough. Like now this has to end. And I would, I would continuously like allow behavior that was, you know, yeah. toxic, like toxic friendships to continue over and over and over again to the point where I was just like, oh, like this is, this is how I'm worth, like this is how much I'm worth to be treated by mm. a friend. And I'm like, actually, like he really had to, like it had, it got to the point where something really bad had to happen yeah. to be like, okay, actually enough is enough, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, like I, I, I still love these people. Like I still, you know pray for them and, you know, have, have like love for them, but it doesn't mean I have to be like your absolute best friend now after all of this either. Like you don't have to grovel. Mm. You don't have to like put yourself into a position where you allow yourself to be treated that way. And like you, like, like what you're saying, Susan, like the forgiveness is still there. Mm. Like the heart Mm -hmm. is in my heart. There's like, there's no bitterness. There's no unforgiveness Mm. there. Yeah. But that doesn't mean I have to pursue a friendship no. either. Yeah. Actually, even like the way that Jesus walked, like he had his, the people like, he, well, he loved everyone obviously, but he had people he was very close with and whatnot, but the Pharisees and the Sadducees were out to get him. And he loved that. Like he loved them because that's what he came to do. And he knew he was going to die on the cross for them, but he actually had boundaries as well. Like he didn't yeah. go like chill and have dinner with those blokes either. Well, we read about him eating with Nicodemus and that's it. But he had that. Boundary he didn't, he didn't too. entertain their their debates. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? He didn't yeah. entertain their debates and sit there. He he went to those who were ready to yeah. accept. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing with our friendships, yeah. you know. We we need to find those ready to invest in each other and walk the walk of yeah. Jesus with us. Yeah. It wasn't like he was getting, you know, this hate from the Pharisees. He's like, oh, sorry but for what I them. said. Yeah. Like, I didn't mean it. Like, yeah. no. <laughs> he says, I am who I am. Like, he was bold yeah. in that moment. He was bold. He flipped know? those tables. He did. Guys. Yeah. Well, that was. Yeah. I went to Israel with mum before I started. Actually, it was my first year of attending Freedom Centre, which was back then in our life. Mm. And I remember going to Israel with mum and we walked the walk of Jesus with the cross mm. and outside, like they had like little stops and each stop was a, a Catholic or an Orthodox church honoring a saint um, where you'd give donations. And out the front of each church, they had a table with um, little statues. What? Of that saint. Oh. And uh, I just, I really felt this righteous anger, like Jesus being like, it's not about that person who did good things. This is about Jesus carrying the cross and dying on the cross for us. It really, I really felt like I I understand why you flipped those tables, Mm. Jesus. Like, do you know what I mean? Like it really, and they're making money off Yeah, they're selling them. It's not like they're giving them like. Yeah. Even if they were giving them away, it's not good. But like they're, they're receiving a profit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They're making money off off these statues and little idols mm-hmm. and people are going to – I know because when I, I was on a tour, a Catholic tour, and all these people that were buying them and then on the bus on the way back to the hotel, they were praying to them and rubbing them and holding them close to them. This, this is going to bring me good luck. This is going to do this. This is going to do that. So it's not even that they were making a profit. It's more so like, okay, they're going to put their trust in this object. Yeah, They're missing the big point. You're actually there to remember and walk where Jesus walked. Mm, yeah. And I think that that got me very angry and very sad. It was like an anger that wasn't aggressive. It was a sad anger. It was like a, yeah, righteous, a righteous anger. anger. Yeah. Yeah, nice. Yeah. 
The Lord didn't want you flipping those tables, Susan. No. The Lord says, vengeance is mine. <laughs> Next time you go yeah. and all the tables are flipped, you're like, oh, Susan's been here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, even dealing with that. Like we, when we get angry at things, it's like even releasing that anger to God. But also going, oh, God, but you're angry with me as well, which is such a beautiful thing because he feels what we feel as well. Like yeah. no emotion is silly to yeah. him as well. Yeah. Yeah. That's actually, yeah, something that I've learned over like the last two years, I'd say. It was like I always felt like I had to, you know, be the most helpful yeah. and like, you know, not be sad or angry or upset with people because I'm like, I'm a good Christian girl, you know. Yeah. Like I have to yeah. show Jesus wherever I go, which, you yeah. know, you do. You do. Like you take him wherever you go anyway. But, yeah, like actually understanding like, oh, no, these emotions, like like what you said, like like God feels those things with you. Like he's in the fire yeah. with you. Yeah. and. It's like, and that's what the most beautiful thing is about like having a relationship and having yeah. a friendship with God is like you, like nothing is too much for him. Nothing's, mm. you know, too hard for him. Like he mm. wants to be in it with you. This is so beautiful. Yeah. Like even when um, Jesus went to, had just heard the news that Lazarus has died and Lazarus was one of his good mates and Mary yeah. and Martha were his good mates before he actually went to go to the tomb, he wept. Like he's like, oh, yeah. bro, like my mate's dead. Like yeah. that's a lot. Yeah. My friend, my sisters are like mourning. That's a lot. That's what Christ does too with us. He mourns with us. Isn't it just yeah. so wonderful? It's yeah. beautiful. Yeah. Sometimes we think of God as emotionless. Mm, yeah. Or just but like we, we, we know he loves, mm. but yeah. we don't think that he can be sad or we don't think that he can be angry or we don't think that he can laugh I don't know. Have you guys ever had moments with God where like you feel like God's just laughing with you in a situation? Yeah. 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 Have you? Yeah. Like I've had moments, like silly moments like that. And I'm just mm. like, oh Lord, <laughs> like yeah. I know you're laughing with me. Yeah. This he is really in my enjoy. spirit, you know? Yeah. And I think coming, it doesn't matter what background or what most backgrounds have an idea of God as this person in the sky, yeah. someone who judges mm. and someone because he judges, he must be angry with yeah. what you've done. Mm. Yeah. So I think that's where that comes from. Yeah. I don't see it as a God who loves mm. and within his love comes all the other emotions. Mm. Yeah. It's, it's a father. Whose heart is for you. Mm. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Like the, there's, there's times where like I, I get like a discernment from the Lord where like I'll see something and like I actually feel like physically like my heart's breaking, but I know it's like God's heart is mm. breaking. Yeah. Like he will see like one of like, I don't know, I'd be out on the streets like praying for someone and they would be telling a story. And it's just, I'm just sitting there like crying with this person because it's like <laughs> God's like being like, no, like I love this. Like I love this person so much. This is not what like I wanted for them. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That actually reminds me of Glenroy Coles. <laughs> yeah. we love Glenroy during lockdown we um mm, we yeah. went and ran a little outdoor church service yeah there was like a Glenroy. halfway house in the suburb mm, and with yeah. um what kind of what people were they they were um so Vanessa she was transgender yeah but they all lived there's like 20 of them that lived in this house oh I think and it was a mental health supported accommodation yeah but yeah. they were all very like there were a lot of users and stuff in that home yeah there was whatnot. a lot of drug users as well yeah um but it was Vanessa and then it was two other people there was a guy named Deck that lived around Deck oh, yes yeah. and was it like I think he was Roy <gasps> Ray yeah. or something yes yeah. yes yeah yeah, yeah. 
and we just would go and they they loved it. We yeah. would pray, we would Read bring communion elements <laughs> oh, of yeah, them. The at the front of Coles. We had Aww. the message translation Bible that mm. Hannah would bring. Yeah. <laughs> and Hannah would most likely do the teaching. Yeah. <laughs> it was great. It was yeah. beautiful. We would go there before the our service was streamed on um, YouTube. Yeah. We'd go there first and do a little church service and then go back home and, yeah. and watch the service yeah. at home. Yeah. Um Wonderful. Now but, I go, if my daughter was hanging around drug addicts and <laughs> stuff like him, oh my goodness, my ch- like, I don't know. <laughs> now, oh my golly. Really? I'm like, Caleb, go. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I don't know, different parenting style. Yeah. I think when he actually, if he was to do it, maybe late at night, I'd be like, oh. Bring Bro, someone, we used to go out late at night. We did. Into the city. Oh like during gosh. lockdown. We like went out this street. one time. And it was like it was, it was like a really demonic realm in the city. Yeah, like yeah. you could yes. the thickness yeah. of the demonic was yeah. really present because it was like all the um because it was during lockdown. It's like nothing was open. It was like all the homeless people were in like the salvos and in those homes and stuff like that. So what was left on the street was like the worst of the worst. There was literally like just mm. the people on ice just like screaming and they were manifesting. They, like it was insane. <clears throat> you would the, look at it. From a psychology point of view, you'd say, oh, they're in psychosis or they're having a schizophrenic episode. But you look at it in the spiritual and they're actually like the demonic is just manifesting within them. Mm. Like there's people raging, banging their heads on floors. Like I remember we went up to this woman and she was just sitting there and we're like, oh, hi. And she goes, don't talk to me. Don't talk to me. Don't talk to me. And we're like, oh, I'm like, oh, I just want to let you know that Jesus loves you. Don't say that name here. Don't. They're going to kill me. Don't say that name. Like full Yeah. On. It was, re- full it was really intense. Yeah. It was really intense. Yeah. I mean, and we're two young, <laughs> two young <laughs> girls. We're yeah. like, we're filled with the Holy Spirit. We got this. And our Lorna Jane like um, leggings. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think it got to a point where I was like, okay, we need to go home now. Like mm. we, we've got like wisdom and yeah. discernment and yes, yeah. we're the light, but I think just the two of us, I think it got to the point where I was like, okay, there's, yeah, yeah, there's we, a lot going on here. Maybe if we had 12. <laughs> did you enjoy it? Cause like, um, did you enjoy going out to like those sort of things? I always. Cause you used to be a little bit more reserved. I with, was, yeah. I was always a little, cause mm, yeah, your, your faith is so bold. And like, that was a very unnatural thing for me back then. Like talking to strangers, let alone, you know, people who are. I'm just a bit impulsive. Under the influence. Um, so having, you say like, that now. You, having, you say that, but now you run the evangelistic yeah, team at church. Having both of you there, and this is what I'm talking about, like God placing people in your life for a reason, okay? Like having you there, Susan, you know, having worked, you know, in injecting rooms and like in rehabs and stuff, like I knew you had the knowledge and the skills. And then obviously having you there hand with like this really bold faith and you're like such a natural evangelist. So having both of you there as like, you know, my people helped me, but yeah, I, I had a lot of fear back then about, and especially when we would go into the city in that time, like I remember standing where H&M is on the corner of Burke Strait and looking down and like seeing like just the craziest things like people just mm. like everything in me was like get the heck out of here mm. like this is not good it's so yeah. late at night as well I don't know yeah because yeah. we have to sneak out <laughs> 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 yeah no I and I and yeah God God will always bring you friends and people that will grow you in your faith yeah and that's when you know like this is a fruitful friendship mm. 
And that's not saying that you always receive from them, but like they will teach you things, even when things are difficult that like help grow you. Mm. Yeah. Wow. Like you pursue through those things. Yeah. The Lord's just giving me a revelation as you're speaking. Yeah. I'm thinking of the scripture of iron sharpens iron. I'm thinking of like, how do you sharpen a knife? There's actually like a scraping Mm. before the knife gets sharp. Yeah. Yeah. So the sharpening process Mm. sometimes can be uncomfortable and painful. Oh, absolutely. Like it's not. It's not always. Yeah, it's easy. not like oh yeah, you know where like they told me this one thing and a light bulb went off. No, <laughs> yeah, yeah, now yeah. I'm this whole different person. Like no, yeah. like it does. Yeah, it it's does a, take it's a that. process. Yeah, yeah, it's a real process of like. For me, it was public speaking, and I know, like it seems silly, but I used to be so nervous with public speaking. Like I remember being at uni. And before I would have an oral presentation, I'd be vomiting in the bathroom. What? Like that's how <laughs> afraid I was. Wow. Like, yeah, now I'm oh doing my. this podcast you and I've had run a podcast. <laughs> yeah, like I've been public speaking at church and stuff like that, mm. like emceeing and stuff. But sure. the Lord has really put people around me, even in Freedom Center, my past church community, they've really supported and grown me and really sharpened me to be the person I am today. That's awesome. Yeah. And you, you need to be uncomfortable. I mean, every time I got asked, I was like, oh, yeah, no, I don't want, don't want yeah. to do it, Lord. And the Lord's like, do it. Yeah. You need to do it. Mm. And it's not like he's like, do it and throws you out there. It's like, no, do it because I'm with you. Like, yeah. I'll tell you what to yeah, say. Exactly. I'll tell you what to do. Exactly. Don't worry about it. Like, what are you scared of? So the Lord might tell you to do something, whether it's go out and talk to strangers about Jesus or it could yeah. be, it could be a for me at the moment, I've been seeking the Lord and the Lord's been really giving me words of knowledge and prophetic words and I think yeah. he's, he's um, bringing me into the more prophetic office and that's been spoken over to over me by other prophets. And I'm just like, Lord, this is so new to me. Like yeah, it's easier for me to go and evangelise, like, <laughs> you know, because I've been operating in that office for a long time. So stepping into this office – I'm like, Lord, I don't know what I do, what I'm doing, but I know that I'm doing it with you. Yeah. I know that you're doing it through me. Yeah. So let's just go through this journey together. Yeah. It's not like you need to rush it. And it's, it builds, it's a journey, right? It builds your relationship on a whole nother level. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like whatever it might be. Like I know Toby, um, when I first met Toby, he had very much so a pastor's heart and he just wanted to care for people. And he he wasn't very much concerned about the people who didn't know Jesus. He was more concerned about the people in the church who know Jesus but are not thriving in their relationship with Jesus. So yeah. he had this heart for the unseen people, for the people that were struggling. Amen. So good. And Beautiful. even in that marriage, and both of you, I don't know if you're experiencing this or if maybe you will, but you you kind of you rub off on each other. Oh, so yeah. his heart for the people became my heart for the people. Yeah. yeah. And then my heart for the lost became his heart for the lost over yeah. time. Yeah, absolutely. And then you kind of like almost experience this unity and oneness in the different offices yeah. of the fivefold. Mm, it's wow. really, it's really cool. Like, yeah, like I never had a really pastor's heart. <laughs> it, sounds, it sounds really um, cold, but, you know, like I always was like, okay, oh. this person knows Jesus now, time to go find gotcha. the next person who doesn't know Jesus. Like someone else will deal with that person. And that's not really a good mentality either. Mm-hmm. It's actually not because that person needs to be discipled. But my heart was so much for the lost that I just couldn't help but gravitate to the people who don't know Jesus. Yeah. Whereas meeting Toby, I've really like the Lord's showed me through the Holy Spirit prompting that like, no, like yeah, 
what about the people that need continuous care yeah. discipleship? Mm. Mm. Yeah. And absolutely. then now into the prophetic and hope is very much so on the uh, uh, apostolic of like starting things up for the Lord, hence the the podcast. Yeah. This is all for Jesus. Um, yeah, we're really rubbing off on each other like that. I've seen him prophesy during episodes and, you know, I've, I've had like a heart to continue this work and start up my own things for the Lord. And it's just like this journey you go through yeah. with Jesus and it's like never ending. Yeah. I've heard someone, I've heard a, a debate saying that, you know, if you operate in one office, then you're in that office for your whole life and that's your purpose. But I don't believe that. I believe it's really fluid. Mm. Yeah, I think so too. God calls you in seasons of different offices to operate. For like sure. Hannah, like you're, I've seen you be really um, evangelistic, but at the same time, I see you like operate in the prophetic. I mean, you prophesied my husband, but, you know, like. <laughs> I was just being cheeky. <laughs> <laughs> and obviously you're a teacher as well. You yeah. Teach oh, children. Thank you. Like there's that fluidity, you know. Yeah. And Mel, like pastor's heart is through the roof. <laughs> yeah. But then your heart for the lost at the moment, like throughout the year, yeah. serving with your husband, Jordan. Yeah. Like I've seen God really give you that heart mm. for the people on the street that don't know him. Exactly what you were talking about. like. My husband's very extroverted. Like he <laughs> yeah. will become your best friend in like five minutes. And there I am in the corner being like, hi. <laughs> you know? And yeah, that does, it actually does rub off. And like, you know, that's in the Lord, you know, bringing mm. you your spouse as well. Like he, he gives you someone who has such different qualities yeah. and then, you know, you become one and then, you know, those things do rub off, off on each other. And, you know, I've, you know, helped him get a little bit more organized and like, <laughs> yes. you know, like maybe we should think about things before just jumping straight into them. Um, but yeah, he has like his, his boldness and how he speaks to people and how relatable he is. Mm. I've really learned a lot from him in that. And like, yeah, like you said, like I've been mm. able to really step out in that in the last 12 months, which has been like a lot of fun, but yeah, challenging yeah. <laughs> at times as well. Yeah. It's, it's, it's really exciting. Mm. Yeah, that is exciting. I, I don't know CJ that well, but I was just thinking about the other day when we had breakfast and he seems like a very gentle, caring mm. person. Mm. Like I definitely see that pastoral side in him. Yeah. Definitely. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. He has this, um, he's very approachable like, mm. and he's very easy to speak with as well. Like I really see like almost him as like a counsellor. Sort yes, of thing, like, some, like, like a peaceful, gentle presence yeah. of the Lord is with him. Yeah. But where he, you feel like you could just tell him everything. Yeah. Mm. You know, you but know, he'll you know also you like people. be bold in the way of like, and this is what you carry as well, like being bold in the way of being like, okay, like you're, he wouldn't just be like, oh yeah, that's nice. Sorry, that's happening. Pat on the head, you know, sort of thing. <laughs> I really think he would be able to like position people in a way of like growing and like. Oh, he's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. We were friends before we started dating for like a while. And um, just such a beautiful, beautiful friend, like someone like we, yeah. And then um, I remember I had a lot going on and then when we started seeing each other, but I still had so much going on and I'm like, oh, I can't drag him through the mud. I can't bring him through this. So I remember like I got in the car with him, we we're going out for dinner and like I have to end things with him because it's not going to be okay. I can't put him through this. It's not okay. And then I was like explaining to him like more stuff and I'm like, I think maybe like we can just finish things here where they are. Like I don't, and he goes, no, no, no. And he goes to me, in for a penny, in for a pound. And was just, <laughs> has been with me. But even um, after, um, like, I had flown to Melbourne to, like, 
clarify, like sort out all the divorce stuff. And he like drove me all the way to the Gold Coast airport, knowing exactly what I'm going to do. It was a two hour drive for him for Brisbane. And like, um, after I'd come back from Melbourne, him and his mate, they picked me up from the airport and drove me back home. And I remember like, I'm I'm like, who would want to be with a woman who's just gone through all of this and just done that. And I remember that night I just like cried in bed. I just cried. It was just, I don't know what it was. It was a relief, but he just held me as I just cried. Just such a yeah. A wonderful, th- yeah, he's a wonderful, wonderful man. He's so good. He saw the gold in you. That's oh, bless mm. him. No, and then because I was a bit shy from church for a, for a while, I still like loved the Lord, had my time with the Lord and whatnot, but church, I was like, mm, just not ready for it. And then he became um, a Christian as um, not long after we started dating. And so we're like, we're both like, oh, okay, like, yeah, let's get involved in a church together. And I was very standoffish, but he threw himself in straight away. Like it's quite a new church. So he was like helping, like he didn't know anyone, but going there, helping with renovations and Aww. stuff like that and making friends with every, everyone. Yeah. yeah. You no, know, beautiful. beautiful, beautiful heart. Bless him. It's gorgeous. Yeah. And I love that. Like how he just sat there and held you. Like how you said that it's like circles back to the, mm grieving with the person who's grieving mm. and actually like letting them process that and just being there for them. Yeah. He was your friend before he was your husband. Mm. And that's beautiful. Like my, my husband's my best friend. Yeah. Same. He, he is. Yeah. <laughs> Not your husband, my husband. <laughs> Good. Toby's not my best friend. Sorry, Toby. <laughs> well, Toby's definitely my best friend, mm. but I wouldn't have it any other way because yeah. you need that friendship. Yeah. You do. Yeah, you do. You need that friendship. And when, when you have that friendship in marriage, you can just you can go through any obstacle together. You can say anything to them, like yeah. You can be yeah, just honest. Yeah, it creates a different foundation, a foundation of trust, yeah, and mm. love instead of um, roles that you play in the house because it's more than roles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I love that. Yeah. All right. I reckon to finish off the episode, what is what's the funniest thing that has happened in the girls' house? Let's let's lighten oh, it up a little gosh. bit. If you had to. <laughs> I'm going to throw you under the bus, Susan. Oh, no. <laughs> Tell me. So in the girl's house initially, because I was like an OG girl's house person, and we would often not clean the house. We would fight over cleaning the house. So we created this roster <laughs> to clean the what house. What roster? <laughs> exactly. Didn't exist. <laughs> so there was this, Susan, um, when we lived together, did night shifts. So there was no time, like she wasn't going to vacuum the house at like whatever time she got home. 9 p.m. or, or like. Whatever it was going to be. <laughs> yeah. So this one time, and this is when Toby and Susan first started dating, <laughs> She was all in. So she decided to scrub his house with bleach (laughs) and came home. And I remember sitting there thinking, I'm like, this girl, A, bleach is dangerous. Like, don't do that. I ended up in hospital. Anyway, rotate (laughs) that. And second, I'm like, you don't even vacuum here. Why are you scrubbing his man's house? (laughs) I just think back at that now and I just laugh at that. Um, I'm just like, you're just so funny. I remember that. I remember dating Toby being like, I need to clean your bathroom. Sorry, Toby. Um, <laughs> and I remember getting bleach and I didn't wear a mask or anything. And I don't no. think I diluted it enough. Yeah. I, was I, was gonna, I thought you were going to say you didn't dilute it at all. Oh, look, I did, but not a lot. Yeah. Because I was like, oh, I'm not going to sit here and scrub for hours. So if I, d- mm. if I put less water, it'll be stronger and I'll get done quicker. That was my mentality. And burn your lungs. 
And I just kept coughing and I felt like I had fire in my throat and I had to go to the hospital to emergency to check. <laughs> she poisoned herself. They put me in the COVID ward thinking I had COVID. So I was there with all these COVID people. That's Sorry, so not funny. COVID people, but people, you know, who were diagnosed with COVID. And I was like, no, I just was cleaning the bathroom. Get me out of this section. No, but I, yeah, look, I vaguely remember cleaning roster, but I did not participate in that cleaning no, roster. No, I definitely didn't. didn't. Susan is the most dynamic person I know. Like... <laughs> So like when we're you living together, me no, you'd like bring stray people into the house all the time, like 15 year old girls or like, yeah. just like random guys from like True. the gym, but like just to like, witness what you happening? and whatnot, just random people. But you're so dynamic. Cause I remember when it was like your first birthday, you were celebrating with Toby and you're like, oh girls be home. I'm cooking up a feast. So you did a really big dinner and it was like after work, I think Mel and I were probably just in like bike shorts and yeah. Like and oh, a t-shirt. And, and, and she came out with this cool kai dress and heels on and was like strutting her stuff. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh, and that's with the eclairs as well. That's so happened. dynamic. Yes. No. She bought all these pastries. I bought all these pastries. Oh, maybe yeah. did Toby buy the pastries? No, I think you, you did. I think I bought them and Toby fed them to me. And yeah. Mel was like just sitting like, across from the table from this, like, you know, head over heels yeah. couple. Yeah. What, meanwhile, I'm like desperately the single, yeah. sitting there crying in the kitchen because I'm so single. Mm. And <laughs> here I am just watching them feed eclairs to each other. Yeah. I was like, Oh, the looks she was given. I, if looks could kill. I wasn't, I wasn't like an upfront person either, but I was upfront that night. I was like, you, you guys need to stop doing that. <laughs> yeah, me too. We're like, why? We're just getting started. <laughs> <laughs> but the stories you'd bring home from work or stories from like your history and your childhood and stuff like that. Where, I couldn't handle oh it. Oh my gosh. Mel would sit there just like... <laughs> I'm like, Susan, tell like, me more. Vicarious trauma. Like seriously, <laughs> for you after. Yeah. I'm like a visual person and she's talking about this wild stuff, which I won't say because there might be some visual people listening, but <laughs> I would like be imagining the things that she's explaining because like you're such a good storyteller. Yeah, that she's I, like, like Toby, de- great storyteller. All the details and I'm like, I said to her, I'm like, you need to stop telling me things that happen at work because I, I can't I was sleep like, at I was night. Like, why? And you're like, I can't sleep at night. I'm like, oh, Oh, You're gosh. actually giving me nightmares. <laughs> <laughs> but the conversations we'd have together, Susan, would be like, if someone had a gun to your head and said, decline Jesus right now, what would you do? Like, <laughs> like they were really intense, weren't they? <laughs> would you deny him or would you die? Yeah. <laughs> and ask for forgiveness. Like, oh, like, yeah. <laughs> oh, girls, I love you guys so much. I love you too. Thank you so much for being <laughs> on this podcast. It's honestly been amazing. Yeah. And we'll have to do another recap maybe in a year time. Yeah. Yeah. That'd yeah. be fun. Yeah. Get Ninny on board. Yeah. Yes. So it'll be the whole girl's house yes. in this yeah. one room. That sounds great. Thank you guys for listening. If you guys enjoyed this episode, please like, share, subscribe, Um, comment below. We want to hear what you think. If you have any ideas for our next podcast episode, let us know also. And thank you guys for listening. Be blessed. Thank you for listening to our podcast. That's it for today. If you like our content, please click like and subscribe. And we'll see you next time. Bye for now.